0: So that's two women's basketball games on the conference schedule that have been technically canceled, but different definition of canceled. Really, last year when it was all rescheduling by the conference, games were postponed. The league tried to work it out. This year, the teams have the discretion to reschedule a game, so sometimes you actually see postponed, which is the right wording. If it says canceled, it means, okay... Technically it is, but the teams can actually make up the game. So we're going to have changes to the schedule right now. Next action for the women, Wednesday night in New Orleans, 7 o'clock Tampa time, while the men are playing an hour later in Dallas against SMU. And speaking of great timing, I'm telling you, it works out perfectly for the first Warren I-4 for the women Sunday in Orlando at 3 o'clock. And that'll be two hours after the Bucs game starts. So that Bucs game will be wrapped up by then. Tampa Bay will be ahead by 28 points. You can flip it over to listen to us on Bulls Unlimited. The men were on the air Saturday afternoon and it was, boy, you could kind of feel for Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnston. Just one of those games where the offense was getting open shots and not hitting them and this is something that unfortunately is the case and I didn't realize it until Jim brought it up. The Bulls our last in the country in three-point shooting percentage. I had no idea it was that poor, 23.7%. In fact, you could argue that the final numbers on Saturday were a little misleading. The Bulls ended up four for 20, but two of those came at the very end when the game had been decided. You want to talk about misleading, the Bulls ended up with a, by three percentage points, A better shooting percentage than Tulane, 39.6 for the Bulls, 36.5 for the Tulane. Greenway, but a couple of problems with that number. First of all, the Bulls made five of their last six, and Tulane missed eight of its last nine. Up until that point, Tulane was shooting above 40% and the Bulls were shooting around 32%. In other words, when it mattered, the Bulls just couldn't hit their shots. Also, again, this is pertaining to sometimes the stats can be misleading. Yeah, the Bulls quote-unquote outshot Tulane, but Green Wave made 8 for 25 on threes. In other words, they won the three-point category by 12 points on the scoreboard. And more vital, 22 of 25 on free throws for Tulane. Bulls just 8 for 13, so between Free throws, a plus 14 advantage, which ended up being the final game margin, 68-54, and those 12 extra points from behind the arc, including some absolute bombs late in the game. give you an idea of how it went in the first half, every time it looked like the Bulls would make an inroad, Tulane had an immediate answer to the Green Wave's credit, but A spectacular play by the Bulls, and then less than 20 seconds real time later, that momentum was completely gone.
1: 22-14, Bulls haven't scored in two minutes. Caleb Murphy throws a lob. There's Chaplin for a two-handed dunk on the alley-oop. He caught that at the apex, and he flushed it. That was a
2: spectacular pass and a great finish by Jameer Chaplin. Got to give credit to Caleb Murphy there.
1: And here comes Tulane right back down, crossed with an easy layup. On an entry pass from Cook, they get it right back. Caleb Murphy runs a man over, offensive foul.
0: Tulane certainly outplayed the Bulls, but they could not stop one guy who's been putting it together of late, highlighting the end of the first half here where the Bulls were at least hanging around down 31-22 at the break. Jalen McCreary certainly deserves some praise.
1: Smith, double team comes, now to Moss, throws it back to Walker, now back to McCreary, right inside, little layup is good with two seconds to go, and Tulane takes a timeout with 1.8 left. The double team came, and the Bulls moved it quickly, Joey. That's how you beat the zone. That's how you beat the double team. You can't hold the basketball.
2: No, nobody hesitated. That's the difference between other possessions. There has been hesitation and uncertainty on that possession. The ball was moved to the perfect spot on the court and went into McCreary's hands, and he made it count. You're right. They, they did exactly
1: what they needed to do against that defense in that instance. Jalen McCreary has eight points on four-for-four four shooting. You go back to his game against Houston when he had a season-high 12 points. He's averaging five a game, but, I mean, that's going up because every time he plays, he produces. Absolutely.
0: Seven for nine in this game, scored 14 points. Five for seven the previous game really showed out against Houston with 12 points and five rebounds. Three for four the previous game against Wyoming, only seven minutes, though. Hawaii, three for five, so that's his string of late. I think Jalen McGreary is gonna see himself more in the lineup. Second half in a nutshell, actually we'll start off with the and I highlighted this on Twitter. Come on, Jalen Cook. I know you're feeling it and all, but you don't have to fall down every time you shoot the ball. In fact, he made a shot, tried to flop, and I think Karma for that led the Bulls on a nine nothing run. But then you'll hear they had a chance to, well, kind of make it a game at the end as they had the nine nothing run and the lead down to eleven but a wide-open three missed on their end and a 30-footer on Tulane's end.
1: Gets into the paint and kicks it back out to Quentin Scott, who's in there. Now Cook on the logo with seven to go on the shot clock. He wants a high screen, gets it. Hesitates, working on Javon Green. Steps back, shoots a three. That's good. Now he flopped trying to get a a foul there, which has drawn some flopping calls by officials, but no call there. It's a 20-point game. Joey, they've had three possessions where they barely beat the shot clock, and all three have gone in. Missed by Javon Green. Offensive rebound by Caleb Murphy. He gets to the elbow and knocks down the jump shot. A little 3-2 for the first time today. Forbes splits two guys, kicks it in the near corner to Cook. Six on the shot clock. High arcing three ball off the rim, no good, and Corey Walker on the backside gets the rebound. Good as well for Corey Walker, who remains perfect from the line this year. Six for six. Devin Baker, now they get it to Scott. He's going to shoot a leaner from 13 that comes up short, and Javon Green comes down with a rebound. A lot of subs on the floor for Tulane. Here's a lead pass to Chaplin. Goes to the basket. Strong. Count it. He went up the ladder. Jameer Chaplin finished strong, and he'll have a chance at a three-point play. Joey, he just kept going up and up and up. I
2: mean, he looked like Dr. J on that play. He was about to explode through the roof and making things a
1: little, at least a little bit more interesting. James tries to split the defense, kicks it out to Coleman, puts it on the floor, now pulls up from 15. That's no good. And a rebound by Corey Walker. Tulane kind of taking those leaners and step backs and not doing what they did offensively early on. Here's McCreary, turnaround, jump hook, left hand, good! 9-0 run by the Bulls. 45-34, eight minutes to go in this one. Moss, left side pass to Sorrell Smith. Catch and shoot three. That one missed off the front iron and a rebound. By Tulane, a wide open three, nothing to show for it. One of fifteen. Sion James will walk it into the front court, and you got to think that Tulane's going to start thinking about shortening this game by eating up some shot clock. Well, well, that's not. Jaden Coleman from the logo.
2: That was from the Mississippi River, and he blew a kiss to the sky as the Green Wave go back into a 20-point lead,
0: and the Bulls fall 68-54. Cook. A transfer from LSU, 17 points. Bulls actually held down Jalen Forbes, the Bama transfer, one of five for five points on the Bulls' end. Javon Green kept on trying the threes, couldn't make them. One for six, only scored three points. Caleb Murphy only scored four points and only attempted four shots. Chaplin was good, 17 points. And McQuarrie ended up with 14. But the Bulls fall. Here's Brian Gregory, a little bit of him with Jim and Joey afterwards.
1: Free throws. And fouls committed today in the turnovers just seem to kind of derail your offense multiple times today.
3: Well, yeah, I think first and foremost, the turnovers were, were a big key. Three guys that, you know, had 11 out of the 17 turnovers. Got to do a better job on the perimeter in terms of taking care of the basketball And then our inability at times to finish the possession without fouling. Again, our, our field goal percent defense is very good, skewed a little bit by the fouls. You know what I mean? But, you know, again, we played some, some pretty dar- darn good teams in, in this season up to this point. I don't think we've ever had 22 fouls, you know what I mean? Now, we, we know that this is a team that spreads the court and a lot of one-on-one and different things like that, and they got good shooters around, so you have to do a really good job of, of guarding the ball one-on-one. And uh, we got into some foul trouble early with both Mur- Murphy and, and Javon uh, getting two, you know, when, when you give up. 22 points at the free throw line and 24 points in in off of turnovers. I'm not great at math, but that's 46 points out of the 68. When when we executed with the cuts and the flashes and the drives and a couple of the set actions, you know it looked good. Mm-hmm. It it looked good, and we just got to understand that that's you have to do that on every possession.
2: I know you're looking for a way to create more offense, and and you're you're getting some. Some good play from Jalen McCreary, and, and Jameer had another good game. Um, does it lead you at all at this point in the season to kind of tinker with the lineup or thinking about different ways of using players, or is that in your mind at all? Yeah, I, mean,
3: I think you saw in the second half, you know, we, we just we, we felt that having, you know, basically two forwards out there with, um, you know, McCreary and, and Corey or, or Boggs or uh, Sam, just more movement, better, a little bit better you know on the on the defensive coverages as well in terms of guarding the dribble the lane was opened up a little bit more and again when we when we executed this stuff we got good shots at that high post area and some extra passes out of that as well you know eventually when you you know in the in the first half when you get four or five good looks at the three off of inside out kickouts you know we got we got to make some of those you know just Point blank, you got to, you know, you, you're playing against the zone the whole game. You gotta, you're gonna have to make some jump shots. And I thought, you know, in terms of shot selection, we took 53 shots. You know, we made more baskets than they did. You know, we took 53 shots. Five weren't good looks, probably. You know what I mean. So we got to, you know, we we, we got to continue to just keep working, and we got to make some shots.
0: Yeah, I don't think Javon Green's going to turn the ball over five times the rest of the season. But it was a rough day for him, and of course, shooting-wise, yeah, they've got to get it going against SMU. We'll give you conference news at the end of the hour, but that's going to do it for Bulls Beat here on a Monday. Thank you for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.